Hello and welcome back to When You Don't Want to Write It, the podcast for all the papers you don't want to write. My name is Peyton Dreiter, and after a relatively long hiatus, we are back in action because, you guessed it, I have a paper that I don't want to write. So I'm going to tell you about it. Let's get started. This episode concerns a unit critique that I will be doing for my TE802 class. Yes, another TE class, because if I'm being honest, this is probably one of the only classes where I can get away doing my assignments and papers like this, but that's the beauty of teacher education. This episode will concern and surround a World War I unit that I planned and taught in my student teaching placement. I will cover the goals, the good and the bad, what I learned, and what I want to apply in the future if I ever was to teach this specific unit or as I continue to teach as well. Let's get started. We'll start with why I taught this unit and what the goals that I had were. Well, teaching this unit on World War I was kind of the logical next step. We just finished talking about the Imperial Age and the Progressive Era, and we were moving into the 19-teens, and we were ready to go to World War I. But not only is it the logical next step, um, it also sets up a lot of what's to come next. Uh, If we're talking about the Roaring Twenties, if we're talking about the Great Depression, even World War II, all of that kind of stems from World War I. In this unit, I really hoped to get students to realize the bigger picture of the war. It's not just about the battles, the dates, the people involved. It's really about the impact of the war. Talking about how did the war change culture at home? How did it change how Americans saw immigrants and immigration? How did it change borders and the treatment of other countries and other peoples? How did it change our economy? How did it change politics? How did it change warfare? How did it change the U.S. standing in the world? And how did it impact what's to come? Those are kind of the big things, and I know that's a lot. But the big things that I wanted students to see, the bigger picture of World War I, the lasting impact that it had. A lot of things honestly went really well with this unit. Uh, this was a unit where I decided to try a couple new things, um, including a neutrality or war debate style um, class period in my class. As you know, COVID is going on and so it's pretty hard uh, in face-to-face instruction to let students work in pairs or work closely in groups. Um, But I used a debate style setting um, with splitting the room in half and having each side work together, socially distant, uh, on a specific topic, either neutrality or war, uh, together. And honestly, they surprised me with their participation. A lot of students that Normally don't do a ton in class. We're looking up information for their group and um, we're pretty present and engaged, which made me really excited. Uh, Also in uh, unit testing and in entrance and exit tickets, I could see that they really understood um, the idea of why people wanted to go to war and why people didn't go to war. And a lot of that kind of plays into the big picture of this idea of politics and Um, fighting for democracy at home, or are we fighting for democracy abroad? And how can we use both of those, um, almost the same argument to protect democracy in two different ways, Uh, as well as just 
the idea of economics and politics and uh, the U.S. standing in the world. All of these things kind of come into play when talking about neutrality and war um, and figuring out where do students, but also where did the United States stand um, on these issues. Another thing that went really well uh, was our trench warfare day. Uh, it really was kind of a throwaway day, not really a throwaway day, but it was it was just a fun day. We built mini trenches. Uh, we talked about kind of the terrible conditions in trenches and how life would have been like in those trenches. We watched a little bit of Wonder Woman um, to show them kind of how pointless trench warfare was and how you really need Wonder Woman if you're ever going to actually break a line. Um, but yeah, we just really kind of highlighted the technological aspects of war during that day um, and talked about how because of trench warfare, how do things change in the future? Uh, how we kind of transition into more bombing and air raids and quick attacks in World War II because of such a stagnant um, and very costly trench warfare in World War I. Uh, and they just had a lot of fun with that day. We had a good time together talking and um, laughing and building trenches out of toothpicks and paper um, and trying to come up with attack plans that were successful, though we came up with very few of those. So it was just a fun day to kind of point out a very simple thing that trench warfare was pretty awful and we changed, <laughs> but a day that I think we needed to both build relationship and um, just kind of hang out and talk about trenches and Wonder Woman and World War One. Uh, and it was a good day. Additionally, uh, I think trying new things was pretty fun. They ended up telling me that they had a lot of fun with stuff. And like I said, um, especially with like the neutrality and war debate and with trench warfare, they really, they got those things um, very strongly. And I saw those on their tests uh, later that those things stuck with them. So it was good to see how some of those new things that we tried uh, did kind of stick with them. But for all the things that did go well, obviously there was a decent number of things that did not go well. And you know, you live and you learn. Uh, something that didn't really go well um, with our class was just the ability to kind of make connections between um, hypothetical situations that don't necessarily relate um, to something that happened. So to talk about the Treaty of Versailles um, and the 14 points from Wilson, we talked a lot about how you would react if somebody like ran up and stole your computer and then took off. Like, would you want revenge? Would you, how would you respond? Um, and we just kind of gave them, I gave them a lot of situations like that. And we just kind of kept escalating and talked about how maybe we would want revenge at some point. Maybe some of us would want to, actually none of them wanted to make sure it would never happen again. They went straight for revenge for the most part, or they said, well, just forget about it. They were mostly lying when they said that. Um, but we want, I wanted them to make the connection between those feelings and how France and Spain, Spain, good night. Sorry guys, how France and Britain felt um, when the war ended with Germany and how they kind of wanted revenge and the Treaty of Versailles was a lot about that kind of feeling of revenge and um, felt very getting back at Germany kind of um, for this war. Whereas Wilson's 14 points were really kind of focused on this idea of let's 
never have a war like this again uh, and try to assure that that doesn't happen. So I was trying to make that connection for them. It didn't really work. And that showed up a lot on their unit unit tests. Um, to be fair, it was a pretty quick lesson. I didn't, didn't get the time that I think it deserved. Um, but then we went virtual, so I didn't quite have the time to kind of reteach that. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of, that did not go well, but that's okay. Uh, also, um, I think that maybe I tried too many new things uh, and kind of lacked um, the in-between lessons, didn't really have enough to capture their attention. So everything else was really exciting and fun. Um, and then our little lessons in between, kind of mini introduction stuff or just kind of information that they needed. Um, they didn't really connect to that as much because we didn't, I didn't present that in a way that grabbed their attention. Uh, so that that didn't necessarily go well, again, with things like the um, Treaty of Versailles end of the war such um, and like how the war started. That was another just kind of notes and such and how the U.S. got involved and all those things they didn't quite weren't able to kind of capture um, fully on their test and such. Uh, and then the last thing that was good, but could have been much better um, and didn't really go how I hoped uh, was the escape room. I made an escape room about escaping from the home front. A lot of students found it really fun, um, but it also took an insanely long time. And a lot of kids just kind of gave up after the first couple and they couldn't couldn't get it done in the time. Uh, so yeah, that that didn't go quite as well as I hoped it was. I had really high hopes. Um, and some students really enjoyed it and had a lot of fun. And then other students just, it, it really kind of was over their head. And a lot of that, I think some of it was too hard um, or just was just too kind of dense and complicated um, for some students to figure out, which is on me for making that really hard. But yeah, the escape room was not as successful as I hoped and dreamed that it would be. We are getting near the end of this episode, hooray. Uh, we've talked about our goals, we've talked about the good, the bad of this unit. Uh, now we get to talk about what did I learn from this whole experience? Well, I learned a decent number of things. The first thing being that new instructional strategies are great and fun, but if you use too many, they can be a little overwhelming. I tried to do a lot with this lesson. I used a lot of new things that we haven't done in class so far, and while some of them worked really well um, and students really felt connected to the material, others of them kind of flopped and were hard to, to fit in. So I think that in future units, I would really love to maybe revolve those units around one or two new things uh, and then really push into the skills needed for that specifically so that we can kind of build our repertoire of instructional strategies and be able to use them more as we keep going but only focus on one or two at the beginning um, in each lesson so that new ones in each lesson so that you're not overwhelming students with so many new things to try to figure out in addition to the new information that they're learning. I also learned for myself that when I put a lot of effort into new instructional strategies, sometimes I can lack execution on some of the old, quote unquote, um, old instructional strategies. This 
is evident through kind of their lack of understanding in certain spaces, like the beginning of the war and especially the end of the war, um, that kind of I just threw it in, didn't really execute that very well. It was a lot of supposed discussion, but it wasn't very well structured and they didn't really have the ability to kind of make the connections that I needed them to. So that is something that I would change and something that I learned. Uh, I also learned that escape rooms take a lot longer than you think they do uh, and that as needed you need to give more time. Um, but also I learned in that that uh, I need to be willing to spend the time to finish that um, rather than just quick moving on to the next thing and then quickly doing that and then shifting. Another thing, this isn't necessarily something that I learned, but something that happened um, and was just enlightening was that we went virtual about with two class periods left in this unit, um, our review day and our test day. And so our testing had to shift online um, and we switched to more of an essay type test and spent a lot of our review day kind of figuring out how to answer essay questions um, using what we've learned and known. Uh, but yeah, it was a new assessment for them. It was, we haven't done a ton of that. We have done it, but we haven't had a test fully based on essays. So this was a new thing for my students and it was interesting to see the areas they struggled and the areas that they really excelled in. Ooh, another thing just that my students really impressed me with um, was their ability to adapt to our new one learning environment and also all of the new instructional strategies I was throwing at them. Um, and honestly, their participation really exceeded my expectations. Uh, they are a first hour class and usually pretty quiet, but they killed it, especially during the debate. It was super fun to see them kind of start to be creative and get excited and um, partake in something that was full class rather than just with a partner or something. Finally, kind of the last thing that I learned, uh, if I was going to teach this unit again, I think that I would really want to shift my language and rhetoric to talk more explicitly about the big picture. I implied a lot through this unit big picture stuff, but I don't know if I ever explicitly talked about the big picture of the impact of this war. And I would really love to kind of work that uh, language more explicitly into instruction, into exit and entrance tickets and such to be able to kind of build that frame so that they know how to view the information that I'm presenting them, or at least how I hope that they'll view the information that I am presenting them with. So that is pretty long list of a lot of things that I learned throughout this whole process. Always learning, always growing. Um, and it's an interesting process, but a good one. Hey, that is our show, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of when you don't want to write it, the podcast for all those papers you just don't want to write. I appreciate you joining me, Peyton, on this wonderful journey through my unit critique. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. Be kind. 
I'll see you later. <laughs>